Good night, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good night. Good night. Good evening. Welcome to Bible study. Thank you for coming. Is your first time here? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes. Um, what's her name? What's his name? Other half, right? Master Elliot. Yes, Elliot. Tonight, our Bible study, we'll be looking, we'll be studying on God, the good father. God, the good father. The first scripture that we'll be in tonight will be Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. After you find it, let's stand and do a quick prayer before we go into the word. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. God is a good God. God is a wonderful God. God is an amazing God. God is a good Father. Amen. Lord, we'd like to thank you for tonight, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for being a good Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word, oh God. Lord, speak to me and open our ears and our hearts. Let's hear what the Lord is saying to the church, oh Father. Bless us, Lord, and let your spirit give you a little life, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So Luke 18, verses 1 to 8, do we all have it? Amen. Uh, you could sit. I'll read, and everyone will follow. And he spake a parable unto them, to this end, that men ought to always pray and not to faint. Saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her, least by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what he unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith not on the earth. Amen. Amen. God bless the reading of the word. Amen. So, in this scripture, God is showing us that an evil judge, when he is cried to day and night, Amen. decided that he's going to avenge this woman. Even before she cries to him day and night, he decided he was going to avenge this woman before she does that because it will be her. Right? And God is saying, if he being God, how much more he will do for his same elect? God is not saying we have to cry to him day and night. God is saying that how much more he will do for us 
since he's God, since he's a good God. He's trying to show us if evil could do so much for a person. If an evil judge could do so much for a person, then how much more would God do for us if he's not evil? Amen? Amen. I bring this up because over the last year or, or two, since Pastor allowed me to, you know, to preach, I've been trying to introduce the church or show show the church God's character of goodness. Because many times people don't want to pray because number one, they're afraid to pray or they're, they're scared to, of what they may ask God for lest they get something that's bad. Because people don't have confidence in how good God is. And that's one of the reasons why people don't pray. And here Jesus is saying that God is a good God. He's showing you that an evil person will avenge a widow. How much more would a good God do for you without you having to cry day and night to him? What I'm trying to show you is how good God is to you. His intention for you is wellness, wholeness, prosperity. If an evil judge could avenge a widow, how much speedily would a God avenge you when people do wrong to you? Mm -hmm. God went as far to say that if people do bad things unto you born again Christians, mm -hmm. they do it unto him. He takes it as if it's not happening to you. He takes it as if it's happening to him. That's why when Paul became a born-again Christian, before Paul used to go slaying people, killing people, because he thought it was the law, it was the right thing to do. He was hunting saints. And on the road to Damascus, this God shined a light and blinded him. And, and, and she cried out to him and said, Paul, Paul, why prosecuted me? And he said, God, when was it that I prosecute you? And he said, when you did it to the least of mine, you had done it unto me. And that's how much God cared for us. That when people do bad things unto us, it's as if it's being done unto him. God is trying to show us that he knows the hears numbered on our head. The Bible said that he knew Jeremiah before he was even formed in his mother's womb. That's how much care God put in. The very sperm that joined with your mother's egg to make you was picked out by God. That's how much care God put into trying to mold you to becoming the person you are, developing you, forming you into the womb. So God is a good God. Yes, he is. And I want us to realize that so when we go to him, we're not going to God with a fake relationship. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. We're going knowing that he already knows what we think it even before we think it. Mm -hmm. So why hide your thoughts? Be honest. God, I'm going to work today. 
You know I don't like this lady. You know I can't stand the best bone in this lady body. And I know there's not a life that you want me to live. So God, help me, show me ways to get along with her, at least at work. Do you know God's going to change your desires because you ask him to? Yes. He's going to help you to get along with that lady. Mm -hmm. My relationship with God, I, I'm like, forget about the hypocrisy. I'm making it so personal that I'm saying, God, when I go to work today, show me the task that you want me to do to develop my team. I said, I'm terrible, God, at doing this observation office work kind of thing that they want me to do now. But God, you know it's required. And you said, give out the Caesars. What is due to Caesar? And these people is paying me. So help me. I went to work. And I don't know. I can't give the energy drink the credit. But every single thing <laughs> I did by the book, even the things that I didn't like doing. But the Bible says, acknowledge God in all your ways. Mm -hmm. Not my ways, not Gene ways, your ways. It's personal. Mm -hmm. And he shall direct yep. your path. Mm -hmm. But you got to acknowledge him. You got to make it personal. Sure. You got to understand he's a good God. Yes. Again, it's Bible study, so we're going to be going through some scriptures, all right? So the next scripture I want us to turn to is Matthew 7, Matthew chapter 7, verses 8 to 12. You see, a lot of people say, be careful what you ask God for. Why do people say that? Is because they're not confident mm. that God is merciful enough to understand when we ask Him things out of ignorance to not give us the ignorance. They, they think that God is a God that's going to be spiteful and say, oh, you asked for that. Here you go. No. God knows you asked Him in some God of ignorance. Remember when the disciples came to Jesus and said, put one of us on your left and one of us on your right when your kingdom is revealed? But Jesus told them, he know that they're talking of the ignorance. He yeah. said, you know not what you ask no. for. He didn't say, okay, I'm going to make you go through hell, then you're going to deserve to be my left and my right. That's not the type of God we serve. A lot of preachers, a lot of pastors, a lot of ministers live in the Old Testament so much. They live in the law so much that they don't understand that we are past that point and we are now in the season of grace in the New Testament. And so they're stuck on the Moses period in the desert when holes open up and people fall into it and all that different stuff. That they rob themselves and they rob others from the mercy of God. That's why he came to begin with. So we could understand that what happened during that time, he doesn't want to happen during this time. 
Amen, church? Amen. We have, everyone has a scripture? Yes. So I'll read, everyone will follow. For everyone that asks it, receive it. And he that seek it, find it. And to him that knock it, it shall be opened. Or what man is therefore of you, whom if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will give him a serpent? If he then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? You see what I'm saying? Jesus is trying to correct people's view of how God operates because they're stuck. That's why the Bible says renew your mind. It's not just renew your mind from the earthly way of living. It's also renew your mind from the law. That you know under the, under the law. You know under grace. Moses' time and those people, they were under the law. And the law said that you had to do good things in order to get good things. But Jesus came to change that. He gave us good things. And his, the Bible said grace will teach you how to live righteously. God doing goodness to you going to change you into one to follow his ways into doing good things. So here Jesus is saying, trying to change the mind. If you, if your son, if a person being evil, the evilest person you could think of when they have a son and they ask for bread, wouldn't give them a stone. Then how much would your father which is in heaven, who is the definition of goodness, will do for you. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? You see, he's trying to change your view and your mindset. You see, if you don't believe God is good, like, if you don't really believe he's good, not if you come to church and say, God is good, amen, God is good, no. If you don't really, really believe that he's a good God, you're not going to trust him. You're not going to pray. You're not going to believe he's going to answer. You're not going to believe he's going to allow you to mess up and not beat you up. Because that's the a, that's a type of the ministry we, we hear in many churches. That God is somehow playing whack-a-mole with a hammer, waiting for your head to pop up and get you good. But that, that, that's not the game that God is playing. You understand? He says... You fall and you get up. Like I told you guys last week, Friday, or was it last week, Friday, or the other Sunday that I preached? The revelation in staying up is in getting up. So God knows you're going to fall. If you fall and he beat you up, you're not going to want to get up. So then those two things are contrary to itself. God is not in the business of beating you up. He's in the business of loving you to the point where you want to praise Him. Where you want to worship Him. Where you want to honor Him. Amen? Amen. Because He's been so good to you. Yes. Jesus said those who are forgiven much love much. So if, if He's beating you up, then how did He forgive you? He forgive you for beating you up. Those two things are contrary. 
One is stuck in the Old Testament and one is in the New. One is in the New Covenant. The New Covenant said he's loving you up to the point it causes you to change. You want to do good. Me, myself, sometimes be tempted to do good things, bad things, and I'd be like, yeah, but um, God just, just helped me out. And even though if I could do it, I could feel bad because this man is treating me so good. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, that's how personal my relationship is with God. Yes. But you can't have such a personal relationship with him if you don't believe. If you don't really believe he's good. Mm -hmm. Alright. We can jump to our final scripture for the night. It's in Jeremiah 30. 16 to 17. Jeremiah 30, 16 to 17. I'm actually going through a funny experience at work. And the last time I've been through something similar, at a different job, where everyone was looking down at me, teaming up against me, or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. God made it so that I rose above them and I was literally within the top 1% inside of the company. Mm -hmm. And I was making so much money, my employees were making so much money, mm -hmm. and every single store in the district was calling me and be like, what is it you're doing different? Mm -hmm. I have people from across the country within the company calling my store, asking to speak to me, trying to find out what I was doing. So during this time that I'm going through something similar then, my therapist told me, she says like, how is it you don't seem depressed about it? People think that Abraham just reach the point, wake up one day and reach the point where God said he counted down to righteousness because Abraham believed him. Abraham didn't reach that point overnight. Mm -hmm. God took Abraham through things and showed Abraham mm -hmm. that he was going to be there to rescue him every single time. That showed Abraham that he's going to be there to stand up and fight for him every single time. The battle is that yours. Mm -hmm. Is the Lord yes, yes. every single time to the point where Abraham something happened? The Bible said Abraham believed God. This is the same thing God does with you. Yes. So now that I'm going through this thing, I was driving here and I was thinking to myself, I don't know if God brought it to my attention. I was like the last time. You raised me up in the top 1% in the company that people did these things to me. What you gonna do now? That what came to my mind. What you gonna do now? I got excited. You see, happiness is just a comfort feeling that you would have in you now. But joy comes from what you know. Joy comes with knowledge. And the knowledge I have of what he did for me before mm. is what got me excited. 
Because I was like, if you did that then, what you gonna do now? That's right. So I was here driving, I was like, I was happy because I'm going through something. Remember the Bible said, counting all joy when you go through prosecution. And I used to wonder, what are you talking about? Going to hell and you saying counting all joy. But when you really get in the Bible and you cook it up for yourself, and you begin to understand how he works, then you could say you come to the all joy. Mommy. But if you get no personal relationship and you don't really know that he's good, and you went in the kitchen cooking up the Bible, <laughs> you could never reach to that point whereby something happening and your own therapist could ask you, how is it? Your own therapist could ask you, how is it you are not bothered by this? Mm. Said you're doing a good job. It's a thank you. It's because of what I know. Because I know who he is. Yeah. And because I know he's a good God. The yeah. Bible said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he shall deliver them from them all. All. Amen? Amen. So let me read this scripture. Therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured. And all thine adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. And they that spoil thee shall be a spoil. And all that prey upon thee, I will give for a prey. God will do that. For I will restore health unto thee. And I will heal thee of thy wounds, said the Lord, because they called thee an outcast. Mm. This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Because you are the adball. You are the one that everybody picked on. You are the one everybody was bullying. You are the one that didn't fit in. Because of that, Because of that, God is going to restore. It's called restoration. You see this? These are only the actions of a good God. Yes. The Bible said, if the word, if, if God before you, who could be against you? That's right. That's right. Actions of a good God. So many enemies, so many troubles, so many problems, so many haters, so many circumstances. But you got to wake up in the morning when these things happen and say, I have a God. And he is a good God. Yes. Bible says, don't worry. Instead, pray. Bible says, be anxious for nothing, mm -hmm. but in all things. Mm -hmm. 
in all things make your requests known unto God yeah. in prayers. So something come up that you could worry about. He wants it to be personal. The fact that you're going to pray about it, it means that you are admitting that God will take care of it. Yeah. And faith without works is dead. So let your prayer be the work that you do it. Your work of faith. You understand me? Mm -hmm. You know he's going to take care of it, so that's why you pray about it. Me and my sister, we were trying to get together something and be all my burst in our minds what to do. And something as simple as that, I pray and said, God, God, let's do this. The thought came to me right away. I read it back to my sister. She's like, yeah, that's good. Use it. <laughs> I got it in there. But every single thing, since I got that revelation, I pray to God about it because I see over and over and over again this good God works on my behalf. <laughs> to the point now, I be going through some stuff and I have some decisions to make mm -hmm. and this is the area that I want to go and this area looks a little tough. Mm -hmm. And I say, God, which one do you want me to go? I know I want to go here, mm -hmm. but which way you want me to go? Why do I trust him so much to say that? Because I know he always has my best intention in mind. Mm -hmm. But you, you're not going to trust him to that point if you don't believe he's a good God. Mm -hmm. So that's why I want to change people's view to understanding how good he is. So you could open up yourself to him. Mm -hmm. You could trust him. Bible said those who come unto him must believe that he is God. So if you go in and you pray and you believe him, he said all that knock, all that acts is going to receive. If the evil ruler represented the widow because he didn't want her bothering him, how much more would a good God do for you? God is a good God. When I say he's a good God, this is exactly what I mean. I'm, I'm going through something and I'm excited. Why? The Bible said, he will give you an expected end. I, I called pastor when the thing first happened and I was like, Pastor, look the games they played. And I didn't have to fight for myself. But no, God put me in a position mm -hmm. where they can't touch me. Mm -hmm. And I can't even say, well, I did this move or did that move or did this move or chess or checkers or nothing like that. I can't even take the credit for it. Because he fought for me. He mm. represented me. People dig a hole and expected me to fall inside of it. Mm -hmm. And instead did it. <laughs> True. And now they have to backpedal it. Mm -hmm. they, re they, they thought they were dealing with the fools. Mm -hmm. But he said because they called you an outcast, he raises you up. He restores you. He heals you. And every single thing that they intended to do to you, 
even back to that. Mm-hmm. It's in the word. Amen, church? Amen. Anybody got any questions or comments? You know what Bible study is. Afterwards, we go into... Gene? Comments, brother? Anything you want to share tonight? Come on, man. Brother Kenny? I think, I think why we don't... Um, Depends on God. It's because we're trying to do it ourselves, and we're not uh -huh. knowing how God is good, a good God to us. Because we're trying to do it in our own, trying to do it our own self, and when we try to do our own self, we mess it up. So uh, I get a, a blessing that um, let God let go and let God let God have His way in our lives. Amen. Amen. Yep, you're right. It's all about. Dependent on God. Dependence. Not independence. Dependence. Speaking of it, it was telling us that we we have to look forward to God 
for help. You can't do it all on your own. Mm -hmm. So we always have to say, God said, put, make, God make one step forward, and we always make, make one step backward. But instead of making it backward, we make it forward instead of backwards. Mm -hmm. That way he will guide us through our past and our righteous work. Amen. Amen. I said, but see, when I wanted to kind of get transit, God knew mentally, mm -hmm. maturity-wise, I wasn't ready for Connecticut transit. Mm -hmm. 